Section 3 of the Fairchild Family. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Seek Wisdom, www.morethantheancients.com. The Fairchild Family by Mary Martha Sherwood. Chapter 3 On Envy. Who can go with me to the village this morning, said Mr. Fairchild one winter's day, to carry this basket of little books to the school? Lucy cannot go, said Mrs. Fairchild, because her feet are sore with chilblains, and Henry has a bad cold, but Emily can go. Make haste, Emily, said Mr. Fairchild, and put on your thick shoes and warm coat, for it is very cold. As soon as Emily was ready, she set off with her father. It was a very cold day, and the ground was quite hard with the frost. Mr. Fairchild walked first, and Emily came after him with the little basket. They gave the basket to the schoolmaster and returned. As they were coming back, Emily saw something bright upon the ground, and when she stooped to pick it up, she saw that it was a ring set about with little white shining stones. Oh, Papa, Papa, she said, see what I have found? What a beautiful ring! When Mr. Fairchild looked at it, he was quite surprised. Why, my dear, said he, I think that this is Lady Noble's diamond ring. How came it to be lying in this place? Whilst they were looking at the ring, they heard the sound of a carriage. It was Sir Charles Noble's, and Lady Noble was in it. "'Oh, Mr. Fairchild,' she called out of the window of the carriage, "'I am in great trouble. I have lost my diamond ring, and it is of very great value. I went to the village this morning in the carriage, and as I came back, pulled off my glove to get sixpence out of my purse to give to a poor man somewhere in this lane, and I suppose that my ring dropped off at the time. I don't know what I shall do. Sir Charles will be sadly vexed.' "'Make yourself quite happy, madam,' said Mr. Fairchild. "'Here is your ring. Emily just this moment picked it up.' Lady Noble was exceedingly glad when she received back her ring. She thanked Emily twenty times and said, I think I have something in the carriage which you will like very much, Miss Emily. It has just come from London and was intended for my daughter Augusta, but I will send for another for her. So saying, she presented Emily with a new doll packed up in paper and with it a little trunk with a lock and key full of clothes for the doll. Emily was so delighted that she almost forgot to thank Lady Noble, but Mr. Fairchild, who was not quite so much overjoyed as his daughter, remembered to return thanks for this pretty present. So Lady Noble put the ring on her finger and ordered the coachman to drive home. "'Oh, Papa, Papa,' said Emily, "'how beautiful this doll is. I have just torn the paper a bit, and I can see its face. It has blue eyes and red lips and hair like Henry's. Oh, how beautiful! Please, Papa, to carry the box for me. I cannot carry both the box and the doll.' Oh, this beautiful doll, this lovely doll. So she went on talking till they reached home. Then she ran before her papa to her mamma and sister and brother, and taking the paper off the doll, cried out, How beautiful! Oh, what pretty hands, what nice feet, what blue eyes! How lovely, how beautiful! Her mother asked her several times where she had got this pretty doll, but Emily was too busy to answer her. When Mr. Fairchild came in with the trunk of clothes, he told all the story how that Lady Noble had given Emily the doll for finding her diamond ring. When Emily had unpacked the doll, she opened the box, which was full of as pretty doll's things as ever you saw. Whilst Emily was examining all these things, Henry stood by admiring them and turning them about. But Lucy, after having once looked at the doll without touching it, went to a corner of the room and sat down in her little chair without speaking a word. "'Come, Lucy,' said Emily. "'Help me to dress my doll.' "'Can't you dress it yourself?' answered Lucy, taking up a little book and pretending to read. "'Come, Lucy,' said Henry. "'You never saw so beautiful a doll before.' "'Don't tease me, Henry,' said Lucy. "'Don't you see I'm reading?' "'Put up your book now, Lucy,' said Emily, "'and come and help me to dress this sweet little doll. "'I will be its mamma, and you shall be its nurse, "'and it shall sleep between us in our bed.' "'I don't want dolls in my bed,' said Lucy. "'Don't tease me, Emily.' 
then henry shall be its nurse said emily come henry we will go into our playroom and put this pretty doll to sleep will not you come lucy pray do come we want you very much do let me alone answered lucy i want to read so henry and lucy went to play and lucy sat still in the corner of the parlor after a few minutes her mamma who was at work by the fire looked at her and saw that she was crying the tears ran down her cheeks and fell upon her book then mrs fairchild called lucy to her and said my dear child you are crying can you tell me what makes you unhappy nothing mamma answered lucy i am not unhappy people do not cry when they are pleased and happy my dear said mrs fairchild lucy stood silent i am your mother my dear said mrs fairchild and i love you very much if anything vexes you whom should you tell it to but to your own mother then mrs fairchild kissed her and put her arms round her lucy began to cry more oh mamma mamma dear mamma she said i don't know what vexes me or why i have been crying are you speaking the truth said mrs fairchild do not hide anything from me is there anything in your heart my dear child do you think which makes you unhappy indeed mamma said lucy i think there is i am sorry that emily has got that pretty doll pray do not hate me for it mamma i know it is a wicked thing in me to be sorry that emily is happy but i feel that i cannot help it my dear child said mrs fairchild i am glad you have confessed the truth to me now i will tell you why you feel so unhappy and i will tell you where to seek a cure the naughty passion you now feel my dear is what is called envy envy makes persons unhappy when they see others happier or better than themselves envy is in every man's heart by nature some people can hide it more than others and others have been enabled by god's grace to overcome it in a great degree but as i said before it is in the natural heart of all mankind little children feel envious about dolls and playthings and men and women feel envious about greater things do you ever feel envious mamma said lucy i never saw you unhappy because other people had better things than you had my heart my dear child answered mrs fairchild is no better than yours there was a time when i was very envious when i was first married and i had no children for seven or eight years i wished very much to have a baby as you wished just now for emily's doll and whenever i saw a woman with a pretty baby in her arms i was ready to cry for vexation do you ever feel any envy now mamma said lucy i cannot say that i never feel it my dear but i bless god that this wicked passion has not the power over me which it used to have oh mamma mamma said lucy how unhappy wickedness makes us i have been very miserable this morning and what for only because of the naughtiness of my heart for i have had nothing else to make me miserable then mrs fairchild took lucy by the hand and went into her closet where they prayed that the holy spirit would take the wicked passion of envy out of lucy's heart and as they prayed in the name of the lord jesus christ who died upon the cross to deliver us from the power of sin they did not doubt but that god would hear their prayer and indeed he did for from that day lucy never felt envious of emily's doll but helped emily to take care of it and make its clothes and was happy to have it laid on her bed betwixt herself and her sister End of chapter three